0: Section 5 of Dave Brings Home a Wife. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dave Brings Home a Wife by Steele Rudd. Chapter 14 Lily's Mother Meets Dad. Tired and all as Mrs. White was, and notwithstanding she shared the best bed in the house, she hardly slept a wink that night and blamed dave for her bad night's rest
1: i never heard such a man to snore
0: she said complainingly to lily in the morning
1: oh the whole blessed night he simply roared and groaned it was hideous
2: i don't know how on earth you stand it girl ah yes but he's always so tired mother after his hard day's work
0: lily answered putting on her
2: clothes and see how early he goes to the yard he has always to dress himself by lamplight but i never notice him snoring much now he's not nearly so bad as he used to be and she went
0: out to prepare the breakfast
2: oh dear
0: mrs white sighed and turned over in the bed a glorious early autumn morning the air clear and crisp all was life and stir at rudville families of cockatoos clambered and chattered up in the gully small birds chirped and tweaked from the trees and the fence tops a stockwhip cracked at intervals in the big grass paddock. The horses came galloping and careering in. A mob of cows of every colour gathered at the yard, and a hundred calves were bellowing in the pens. Mrs. White rose and went out into the fresh air, and stood studying the scene. At intervals she would turn from the picture that our place, with the green trees and rows of great haystacks about it, presented, to Dave's grotesque little house, the grim, ludicrous aspect of which was accentuated by the light of day and shake her gray head and murmur plaintively dear 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 a number of cows that had been milked and released in the yard wandered up and surrounded dave's place sniffing and licking the ground where lily had thrown the salt dishwater all sleek well-bred cows too with roomy fleshless udders and mrs white was admiring them when dave staggered up the track carrying a jug of milk for the breakfast in one hand a bucket of water in the other a leg rope that he was to mend over one arm a half coil of wire to make a clothesline out of round his neck a billy of ripe tomatoes which mother brought to the yard for him to give to lily in his teeth and a large crowned pumpkin on his head
3: morning mother
0: dave said through his nose
3: them's good milkers
0: and he staggered inside breathing noisily and unloaded himself dave poured some of the water into a dish and sluiced himself with it Then he joined Mrs. White, and rubbing his face and beard hard with the towel to dry himself, said, looking at the cattle,
3: "'You don't often see cows like them, mother. That's a little milker,'
0: pointing to a red beast.
3: "'If you had a thousand like her, you'd be worth something. Twenty-five quarts a day she's been given for the last eleven months, and I got her for ten pounds. Wow, beauty, poor little beauty!'
0: Approaching the brute and rubbing and scratching her back affectionately.
3: That's the sort of cow mother can milk her anywhere. Know anything about a cow mother?
0: Dave stepped back from the cow and grinned a learned sort of grin.
3: every everyone does. The old man's been among cow all his life and he can't tell one yet.
0: Running his eye through the cattle.
3: you think that one there'd give a good lot of milk, wouldn't you?
0: Pointing out a strawberry with a low dragging udder. Mrs White thought the cow would.
3: "'Well, she don't give enough to keep a kid,'
0: Dave chuckled.
3: "'See that little cow there?'
0: Mrs White did.
3: "'Well, you wouldn't think that that big brindle
0: bullock just coming up here was a son of hers.' And Dave grinned an admiring kind of grin. "'Breakfast!' Lily called from the house, and Dave, giving his hairy arms a final scrub with the towel, started to lead the way in.
3: "'That's the Queen.'
0: he said, shooing an old warrior out of the way as he approached the door.
3: She's a cow that poked mother. I was nearly shooting her too for it, the old devil.
0: They sat down to breakfast, and Dave piled sufficient salt junk and fried potatoes onto his mother-in-law's plate to satisfy several men. Dave was not a mean man with meat.
3: That's a good bit of meat, mother,
0: Dave said, munching ravenously himself.
3: A great little bullock that came off of.
0: Mrs White merely nodded.
3: "'Kill all our own beef, mother,'
0: "'Dave went on, with pride in his eye.
3: "'Them spuds is all our own grown, too. Suppose you don't see many spuds like them down your way, eh, mother?'
0: "'Mrs. White remarked that the potatoes they got at Prosperity "'were very good indeed.
3: "'Ah, but there,
0: Dave enthused,
3: "'you want to see the ones we have in the bottom, pity. "'They're whoppers,'
0: "'turning to his wife, with hunger still lurking in his eye.
3: "'Any old melon jam left, Lil?
0: Lily produced a pickle bottle half full.
3: This is all her own making, Mother.
0: Dave continued, upending the bottle and raking the contents onto his plate with a table knife. Mrs White stared at Dave's plate, then at the empty bottle, but didn't say anything. She didn't help herself to any jam either. Well... Dave yawned contentedly rising from the table and stretching out his arms which reached from one wall to the other.
3: Think I'll go down now and tackle the old chap for that pound, Lil.
2: There's no hurry for it.
0: His wife answered carelessly.
2: I won't be wanting it for a day or two yet.
3: Might as well get it and be done with it, though what I think of it,
2: Dave replied, and putting on his hat
0: went off whistling.
1: That old man must be making piles of
0: money, Mrs. White said reflectively, standing at the door when Dave had departed, and gazing again over Rudville.
2: You've no idea how much he's getting, Mother,
0: Lily said, her cheeks starting to glow with the pride of relationship to Dad
2: ninety pounds a month dave says he gets for milk i forget what the check was he got this year for wheat whether it was four hundred or five there was five hundred pounds i know for bullocks and sixty or eighty for pigs then look at all the chaff and other things he sells and he has ever so much land i don't know how many thousand acres (sighs) and yet
0: mrs white sighed with a gloomy shake of her head
1: with all that money this is the kind of place he puts up for his son to live in What a mean, miserable old vagabond he must be,
0: and she turned her head and cast another sickly glance at the interior of Dave's castle. Lily turned crimson. Her enthusiasm suddenly left her, and she plunged into the breakfast things to clear them away. In half an hour, Dave returned, but he wasn't whistling. He was pale as a ghost and in a violent temper.
3: Cripes,
0: he said dropping on the couch and striking the table hard with his old felt hat.
3: He's an old dog by Christopher.
0: What on earth has happened? Lily asked, alarmed looking.
3: Happened? By cripes. A good job for him he's not someone else's father, or something would have happened by the war.
2: Surely to goodness you haven't been quarrelling over that blessed pound,
0: Lily put in apprehensively
3: if he offered me ten pounds i wouldn't take it now
0: dave yelled striking the table again with his hat
3: by heavens he's a thankless old wretch by cripes
2: i wouldn't take any notice of him dave i'd just-ah
3: he's an old devil
2: but i wouldn't have asked him for anything this morning dave if he was a
3: attempt-by cripes he'll wait a long time before i'll ask him for anything again by holy
0: then Dave put on his hat and walked round the house several times, muttering, "By
3: cripes! By holy!"
0: And when the torrent of his wrath subsided, took the coil of wire and went off to erect the clothesline. An hour later, Dad appeared. He approached the spot where Dave was struggling with the clothesline and roared,
4: "How much more time are you going to waste up here?"
0: That's old Mister Rudd. Lily, terrified looking, whispered to her mother on hearing Dad's voice,
2: "Where's my hat?"
0: mrs white cried glancing hurriedly about the room with fire flashing from her eyes
2: i wouldn't go out mother i wouldn't he's in a
0: fearful temper lily pleaded now don't but mrs white snatched up the hat nearest to her an old one of lily's and out she stepped
4: is the hay to be left there run while you're and humbuggin
0: dad stopped short and glared round on hearing the voice of a female beside him you're mr Rudd? Mrs. White said, with a tremor in her voice, squaring herself in front of Dad and looking up into his angry face. Dad glowered down at Mrs. White in the way that a bulldog, in the act of worrying something, might turn to contemplate the unexpected presence of a cat. I'm Lily's mother, throwing a swift glance back at the house, in the open door of which stood Lily with her hands clasped before her. Well, wow. Dad growled, what if you are?
1: then i want to ask you if you think that a humpy like that
0: mrs white pointed her lean finger contemptuously at dave's house is a fit place for a woman to live in dad was astounded he opened his mouth and eyes and for a moment or two glared in astonishment then
4: why what in the devil have you got to do
0: with it he bellowed bending down and poking his beard right into mrs white's face a great deal a great deal i have everything to do with it mrs white screeched stamping her little foot and clenching her bony fists and just don't you think you can
1: frighten me and don't you use your low language on me either i am that girl's mother and if you think any old pigsty of a place that doesn't cost you anything to put up is good enough to throw her into then i tell you it's like your impudence
4: is it your place
1: dad
0: shouted
4: did i put it up for you
1: it isn't my place and i wouldn't have then what in the devil brings you here
4: talking to me about it be off with your woman and mind your own business
0: and dad threw up his arms to wave her away it is my business and
1: i won't be off not a single inch mrs white
0: shrieked stamping her foot again
1: when i see the wretched shed that you ask my daughter to live in it's my business to tell you that you ought to be well ashamed of yourself so you ought look at it
0: pointing her finger again at dave's house
1: look at it look at the hole you ask her to live in not a chimney not even a veranda Nothing but a pile of dirty old slabs and shingles that would never keep out a drop of rain. They're not even nailed on properly.
4: Get away with your insolence, woman!
0: Dad broke out violently. Confound
1: you! It isn't fit to house calves in. There are hundreds of calf pans' palaces in comparison with it. Damn
0: it! Dad yelled.
4: Clear off with you,
1: or I'll go and pull the whole thing down. And well, you might, Mrs. White hissed. And well, you might. It wouldn't be hard. It wouldn't want much pulling to fetch it down. The wonder is it hasn't fallen down on their heads long ago. Ooh, the pile
0: of rubbish that it is. Look here, Dad howled with indignation and murder in his eye.
4: Do you know whose property this is, you standing on, woman?
1: i know whose property it wouldn't be if everyone had their own if your son had his due for all that he has done for you it would be his
4: you're a loyal woman
1: it would mrs white shouted it would and you know it but he hasn't he hasn't anything you give him nothing you take everything out of him and grind and grind him down and drive him and use him and starve him as if he was nothing more than a working bullock to you and when he dares to ask you for a paltry pound you blackguard him and you abuse him you do so you do
4: what
0: dad yelled jumping into the air
4: what
1: you're not a man
0: mrs white rattled on
1: there's nothing of the man about you, and you're not a Christian. You're a mean, selfish old screw, so you are.
4: You are. You are.
0: Stamping her foot after every R.
4: To the devil out of this! To the devil with your screaming here! You, you runt of a woman! You. You tomcat!
0: Dad howled, placing his big hands on Mrs. White's shoulders and shoving her from him.
4: Out of here! Or I'll throw you into the road! Keep your
1: hands
0: off, Mrs. White shrieked. Keep your hands off of me! Dare you strike a woman? And she turned and lifted a huge gum stick that was lying at her feet and struck at Dad and hissed, Care! and Coward! at every stroke. Dad foamed and moved backwards for a while, receiving the blows manfully on his uplifted arm. Damn you! he said at last and turned from his assailant with his back humped. Then Mrs. White brought the stick down hard on his shoulders, squealing in accompaniment, Brute! Would you curse a respectable woman? Then Dad started to run, and Mrs. White ran too. She pursued him for twenty yards or more, then gave up and heaved the stick after him, squealing, Coward! Coward!
1: Coward!
0: Dad didn't stop or make any attempt to retire gracefully or under cover of fire. Dad made straight for his own house. Dad had met his Waterloo. And Dave, who through all the combat had stood open mouthed and with awe on his face, expecting every moment to witness a tragic end to his mother in law, regarded the result of the encounter with the liveliest satisfaction. He dropped in the grass and wriggled and chuckled and scratched and kicked up earth at Dad's ludicrous retreat. Mrs. White, pale and perspiring, her fragile frame trembling with excitement and anger, returned to Lily. (sighs) Get me some water, child, she gasped
1: oh my gracious
0: and she flopped down in a heap on the couch holding her two hands over her heart
1: it'll kill me child i'll drop i'll drop oh that brute of a
0: man to upset me so lily rushed in with a cup of water and her mother eagerly swallowed it all up then lay back on the couch moaning it'll kill me oh it'll kill me Dad reached the garden in safety, and slammed the hand-gate behind him with violence. He swore at the top of his voice, too, at the dog, and kicked at the brute when it bounded up to him, and whimpered affectionately as if congratulating him on his escape. Dad hurried up the steps, and tripped against a rocking-chair, and turned and used violent language to it, and booted it along the veranda, and when it didn't go to pieces, lifted it in his hand and heaved it into the top of a peach-tree. "'Whatever is the matter?' Mother said, coming on the scene. Don't come near me. Don't come near me, woman, Dad yelled. I'm in a terrible temper. And away he hobbled to his room. Mother followed, puzzled-looking, but Dad closed the door and locked himself in. And for an hour or more nothing but blasphemy, mingled with heavy groans, came from Dad's room. Dad was a bad loser. End of Section 5